You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to discuss hypnosis for sports performance. You know, it's not just for professional athletes. You casual athletes out there could benefit greatly from hypnosis, and I'm going to tell you how. And as usual, I'm going to be giving away a free hypnosis guide to all the listeners. Stay tuned. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It's David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. We are here in the podcast Detroit, Northville Studios, as usual. Matt is controlling everything in the booth for me, as usual. <laughs> I'm trying what I, I'm doing what I can. I, I, don't, I don't know what you, what you got going on your fingers there, Matt. What is what is that? Uh, uh, <laughs> I have uh, I've been on the mouse a lot lately, doing oh, a lot of work, and right? your fingers get really super dried out oh, when you're yeah, clicking around okay. and all day. So I keep these finger coverings on. The okay, condom is for my fingers. All right, let me just I'll just say what it is. <laughs> you won't even say anything <laughs> about the size. I'll just leave it be. <laughs> Hey now. So yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah, Matt's in the booth, uh, keeping his fingers moist. That's good. <laughs> My wife will thank me later. <laughs> oh, good for you. So let me tell you where to find me. Uh, my website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Uh, there you can find uh, my podcast page with links to all of the episodes. Um, and also my store where you can find all of my MP3 hypnosis products, my eBooks and all kinds of other good stuff. And you can also follow me on social media on Facebook, Motor City Hypnotist on YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist. And also just as a heads up on the YouTube channel, I, uh, the full, uh, video episodes, uh, are, are published there, uh, after they're released in audio. So yeah, check that out. If you want to see a video, uh, version of the podcast, uh, I'm also on Twitter at Motor City Hypno and also on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And also, if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you can find me on Patreon at Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a, um, is a site for creators to kind of post their creations. A lot of people do music, uh, videos, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, YouTuber reaction, um, people are on there. But again, it's a site to support uh, people who create things. And since we're creating a podcast and you'd like to pitch in and, and uh, help out, that would be greatly appreciated. And there are rewards based on the tiers that you contribute where you can get uh, T-shirts, mugs, um, uh, early access to shows. And then also if you wanted to plug something or wanted us to plug something for you, that's also a possibility as well. 
And as usual, on every episode, I'm giving a free hypnosis guide. That link will be in the show notes, so you can grab that absolutely free. And again, the most important thing is that wherever you're listening, whatever podcast platform you're using, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. That just helps me out. It gives me more visibility as far as what you like, what you don't like, um, and, and leave comments on my social media if you have ideas or if you have questions. Um, in fact, we are right now trying out a new um, technology, <laughs> which we hope will go well. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's we're, StreamYard. We're, we're, yeah, we're using StreamYard for yeah. the first time this evening. So if, if you guys actually put comments in the live stream, I will be able to see it. So <laughs> I just saw Jamie's comment. <laughs> yeah, someone had to say yeah, hi. So yeah. darn yeah. computers. back to an early <laughs> comment, but we won't go there. <laughs> Thanks for chatting there, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and also join me each week as I co-host the Psyched by MG podcast, which is on about, uh, I don't know, a little over an hour from now at 630 if you want to follow that one live as well. This episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. Again, that's bannerseason.com forward slash fantastic. And as just full disclaimer and disclosure, I'm an affiliate for this service, and um, it doesn't affect what you pay, but uh, I do get a little bit from that. So, uh, But it is a great program. Um, again, I, I mentioned before I use it to remember all the dates that I usually don't remember, so it does come in handy. So it is time for... Our winner of the week. Right. That's how winning is done. That is how winning is done. Our winner of the week. And I don't know if you heard this story, Matt. It's Taylor Swift. I know who Taylor Swift is. Right. You know, I'll shake it off all day long. Right. But, <laughs> yes. But what, why She's is not in the studio. No, no, no. It's too, <laughs> I have to clean up in here afterwards. But why is That's Taylor. What are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't ask. Um, but why is Taylor Swift the winner of the week? Taylor Swift is winner of the week because here's what she did this past week. Taylor Swift surprised independent record stores around the country this week by providing them with free signed copies of her album Folklore to sell. Really? On Thursday, Twitter lit up as record stores shared their new merchandise courtesy of the singer-songwriter. While record store day isn't until next week, August 29th, Swift's gesture clearly upheld the sentiment of an event meant to celebrate and spread the word about the unique culture surrounding nearly 1,400 independently owned record stores in the United States wow. and thousands of similar stores internationally. Um, so she signed them all? She signed them all. That must have taken a hot so, second. Yes, that must have taken a long time. Here's the other thing she had, the, the article adds. The other requirement was that it had to be sold to just local customers, hmm. not just shipping them to people outside of your area. Mm-hmm. Swift uh, 
well, I'll, I'll get to the second part of this. So, so really what she did, the whole the nutshell of the story is that she signed all of these copies of her, of her album, sent them out to all these independent record stores so that they would get business. business. Yeah. They would get people coming in. Right. And, and again, the big thing, as they said, it's you, you can't mail them or people can't order them. They have to come in and buy them. Right. So it wasn't going to your big box. Exactly. Tech, tech yeah, yeah. They couldn't come in and sweep you. up all 100 copies or however many each wow. store got. That's wild. I like uh, that. It, it's great because I, I'm, I'm an old, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm old anyway, but I was going to say I'm an old soul, <laughs> but I'm an old man as well. But I, I love independent record stores. Yeah. I, I love the, the places you can go and just, you know, there's a, there was a few back in the day, you know, flip side records. Yep, flip so, side, yeah. um, um, oh, there was a great one in Windot for a lot record exchange. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, that was a great one. I used to frequent all the time. Just they, the vinyl that they would have. Yes. Uh, yes. Of the collection. Oh yeah. There, there is a good one. The one that I frequent now, I'll give a plug for them, even though it's free, but it's <laughs> Slick Disc. It's in Trenton, okay, right off of West Road and Fort Street. That's in Michigan, right? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. it is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's down river. It's, it's, yeah. For you, it's like way down there. Right. You're right. But yeah. for someone in, let's say, Georgia, they're going, oh, they're, they're in Trenton here in Georgia. No, <laughs> yes. no up here in Michigan. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I don't want to go. No, it's cool. It's a great store. It's it, they have a and, and and they're really cool there because again, it's an independent record store. They'll you'll talk to the guys. I know the guy that were I well I can't think of his name right offhand, but I see him all the time when I go in, and mm-hmm. he'll they'll order stuff special for you. They'll right. yeah, they just take care of you. It's a cool independent thing. Mm-hmm. So and so let me add the second part of this Taylor Swift story. Please. In addition to doing that. She also made headlines this week for helping an 18-year-old university student in London, ooh, Vit- Vittoria Mario, meet her tuition goals on GoFundMe. Hmm. Oh, that's the name of the student, Vittoria Mario from London. And, and Taylor Swift wrote to the student, Vittoria, I came across your story online and I'm so inspired by your drive and dedication to turning your dreams into reality. Hmm. She wrote on the GoFundMe page, I want to gift you the rest of your goal amount, which was $30,000 for her college education. I'm wondering if there was an – because it's tax time, right? <laughs> well, there might be. Um, I mean, because again, you're you're being gifted. My, GoFundMe is a fundraising site, and I don't know the tax implications. Talk, okay. to, your, talk to your attorneys people. Yep, yep, uh, yep. But again, it's a great – I mean, a great gesture by her. Yeah. So she she gave all these all of her copies of her album signed away free to independent record stores, and also gave thirty thousand dollars to this college student to Man. pay for her college. What's up? She's being yeah. very philanthropic. Way to I go, like Taylor. It. That's why Taylor Swift is our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Sure is. That's how winning is round of applause, yeah. So, back to it. Yep, back to it. So, our our topic for today is hypnosis for sports performance. Um, I, I'm sure many people out there, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know know enough about hypnosis now to know it can be used for I, I just almost anything you can think of. When you get into the sports world, it's it's really it's really a cool thing. Um, and, and just as a as a as an introduction to this, I've done a lot of work with Detroit area athletes. Some, I would I would say most amateur, a couple of professionals, um, 
in areas such as figure skating, hmm. volleyball, basketball, baseball, um, people who wanted to up their mental game. Because hmm. let, let's face it, I, anybody who's played a sport or been involved in athletics in the past, most most of the things that athletes are required to do, there's a physical skill, don't get me wrong, but a lot of it is mental. And and you can see this in, in a lot of sports. People's heads were just not in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see they're just not as effective. Um, athletes, especially Olympic level or professional, need a huge amount of mental focus. And, and I'm sure everyone has heard the term being in the zone. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like um, – Whatever you're doing, and, I, and I'm going to focus it on sports, whatever sport you're playing, all of a sudden things just start to slow down and it, they just start to happen automatically. It's almost like you're not even thinking about it. Correct. And, and there's a lot, probably the, the, the best examples of, of being in the zone is in, in you, can, you can be in the zone in any sport, but because it's so fast paced, basketball is a good example. Mm-hmm. You'll see examples of a, of a guy that gets hot. Yeah, that's another term. And he'll just hit six, seven, eight baskets in a row. And it's just like, it's just effortless. He's not even thinking about it. It's just clicking. Muscle memory. Just, just muscle in. memory. He's not, again, the whole thing here is it's, he's trained his body to do this, but his mind is also now just an auto mode. Mm-hmm. It's doing what it's supposed to do based on all those years of practice and playing. And it just becomes automatic. So, so that's what most athletes are looking for is to be able to be in that zone. And we also know the opposite of that, which is when an athlete chokes. <laughs> and, and I'm going to use an example, and, I, and believe me, I'm not picking on this athlete, but, but I want to show and I want to explain what my belief is happened to this person. So I don't know if you know who Nathan Chen is. Pitcher? American, American figure skater. No, I do not know. Okay. I sound like he'd be a baseball player. Yep. But he was in the 2018 Olympics in Beijing. And he was the, by far and away, the favorite to win the gold medal mm. in men's singles competition. So, and, and I'll, I'll just read a quick recap. Um, he just won back-to-back U.S. championships. Mm. That season, he'd been undefeated on international uh, competitions. In his, in his program at the Olympics, he, had, he was going to attempt to execute six quadruple jumps, which, was, which has never been done. Right. Um, so not only did everybody project that he would be the winner by far, they just thought it wouldn't even be close. So long story short, they do a short program and a long program. I don't want to get into the history of figure skating. Don't, 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 leave, don't leave me there. What would – never mind. Oh, good <laughs> yeah. for you. So they have, they have a short program and a long program. So in the short program, he ended up falling four or five times Ooh. and ended up in 17th place after the short program, after being just assumed that he would just run away with this gold medal. Right. And a lot of things were written about it afterwards, what happened, he choked, you know, whatever. But but the fact that there was so much build up prior to this, his name was on billboards and, and advertising commercials and, and oh, all the, the hype around it. The pressure. My in my professional opinion, I think mentally it just overwhelmed him. The pressure. And the pressure just got to him. And and he's probably and I and I guarantee, because um, um my wife's a figure skating judge, so I so I'm familiar with that world. Oh, okay. So I guarantee you he's probably done that routine hundred times flawlessly in practice mm-hmm. 
But as soon as those lights come on and it's time to do it for real, right? If, if you fail at that point, it's not because physically you can't do it. It's because mentally something mm-hmm. is off. Right. And that's why when we talk about hypnosis for sports performance, it's just being mentally prepared for what you're doing. And I, and I guarantee you, I, I mean, I, I, and I, I won't remember the quote. I'm going to hack it up. So don't, listeners, you can correct me wherever you, <laughs> wherever you get me on social media. But I, but I think it was Yogi Berra said something about sports is 90% mental and 10% physical. It might have been Yogi Berra. It might not have been him. I thought it was but, 95% and then yeah, 10%. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, da-da, da-da, like this in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me tell you just a list of some some famous athletes that have used hypnosis to help them compete and excel. Dave, you had mentioned something. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but you're you, good. Had, you had mentioned something about being in the zone. Yes. And there, there was an example that I thought of immediately, and it was from a, a movie. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest game ever played. Yep. Golf movie, right? Yes. And the competition, the older gentleman, when he was looking down the fairway, and everything started to melt away. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's that mental state mm-hmm. that he was in. Just blocking everybody yes. out, and just it was just him and the tee. Yes, and that was it. That that's a that's a great example of what happens in somebody's mind when they're in the zone. Yeah, nothing. That honestly, at that point, I don't even think they know there there are other people around. Right, they're just doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Everything else is blocked out. And I'm assuming that there's probably a golf uh, pro or oh, two yeah. on this oh, list. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, this is a pretty famous list as right. far as, as people go. So I'm going to start with, and, and I, I, I actually, I was just talking to Matt right before we started, and I was mm-hmm. considering leaving this one out because it's kind of, it's, it's, it's not a specific person, it's a team. The 1983 Chicago White Sox actually hired a hypnotist for their team for the season. Mm. They ended up making the playoffs that year. Now, People could say, well, maybe they wouldn't have made the playoffs anyway. <laughs> but they attributed their success mm-hmm. to this in, in, that, in that season. Hmm. The Beijing 2008 Olympics, uh, again, which we mentioned a moment ago, um, I'm, I'm thinking back. I think I may have misspoke on the prior Olympics. That's okay. There's no reason to correct it now. In the Beijing 2008 Olympics, the USA Olympic skeet team Worked with a hypnotist a and team? skeet team, skeet oh, shooting. Yeah, they won a gold medal. Pull. The team won a gold medal. Yeah. Um, in nineteen sixty six, and I know this is a name that's not known so much uh, unless you're a really big boxing fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Steve Collins. He beat Chris Eubank for the World Boxing Organization Super Middleweight Title, but he had a big interview online where he attributed his success was focusing his attention with hypnosis. So what he did when he wanted his, his hypnotist to, to, to program into him that he would hit his opponent twice as many times as that his opponent hit him. Wow. That was the goal of his, his focus going into this fight. Bill two for one deal. Yes. All right. In the fight, Eubank, who lost through 300 punches, Collins threw over 600. Oof. Yeah. yeah. He, he did. He, so he met his goal. Yeah. It, it, it worked exactly the way he wanted it to. Those of you who are baseball fans, uh, Ozzie Smith, one of the greatest shortstops of all time, with St. Louis Cardinals, used hypnosis often hmm. for his game. Um, Jimmy Connors, world-class tennis pro. Again, little little dated for, for 70s, today's crowd. 70s? Yeah, maybe? probably 70s into 80s probably. Okay. Uh, but he used hypnosis before all of his U.S. Open victories. Hmm. Um, in 1984, again, this is a famous name even for those of you who weren't alive at the time, Mary Lou Retton. Hmm. 
right. used hypnosis to prepare for the Los Angeles Olympics, mm-hmm. and she tore it up there. Here's a here's a good one. I like this one because this is more of a mentor type thing. Uh, Phil Jackson used hypnosis with all of his championship teams, right? With the Bulls and the Lakers. I would, yeah, yeah. He, he was a uh, as a coach, he was kind of ahead of his time. He he was he was like a guru in a way. Yeah. He he wasn't he wasn't like a he was a coach, but but he was he was more than that. He was like a mentor and a guru, and and really worked on the mental side and the personal side of things as well. He knew every single one of his players had talent. Yes, they could all shoot a basketball they yep. could all put it in the in you know and play together or such yep. but how did they do it yes you know, that's putting that and making that gel and and having everybody be confident in that system right yeah good that's a good one that's a really good one yeah. and and i'll just give you just a random list of baseball players who've used hypnosis to prepare for games nolan ryan mm-hmm. george brett maury wills don sutton mark mcguire all of them hall of famers Except for McGuire. Right. An- another issue comes into play with that. You know what? <laughs> we'll go to steroids with that. <laughs> um, okay, here, here's probably the big one of the biggest names, Tiger Woods. Yeah. I was waiting for you yep. to get to that one, yeah. He, he's an incredible athlete who's used hypnosis to achieve a, f- a phenomenal level of success. Now, and people will say, well, what's he doing now? And, and he, he's, of course, he's, he's, he's older. Mm-hmm. And and your skill doesn't your physical skill is going to decline with age. That's just natural. Right. So I think that he had some issues, and I, I won't get into all of that. That could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But he got into some issues with his wife and uh, some extramarital stuff, and and I don't think his head was in the game for a long time. Sure. And and I think that's why you saw such a decline after he was so good for so long. The golf swing in itself, Dave, is the mm-hmm. most unnatural thing that your body can do. Yep. So to visualize and mentally prepare yourself, however many swings you're going to take throughout the course of a day, yep. you have to be mentally focused. Yeah. And, and you have to, and when I, when I'm on the golf course, I try to envision myself swinging the club and where I want the ball to go. Yes. It doesn't matter what my body does. It's just muscle memory at that point. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> right. But and then it's, unless you've never swung a club before and then you, you got to get some basics down. But yeah, if, if you've golfed any amount of time and, mm-hmm. and actually I'm going to get into, a little bit more specifically about golf in a moment. Well, then I'll walk five yards yeah. <laughs> ahead and hit the ball again. So. Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> that's pretty cool, I guess. So again, another huge name everybody's going to know, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was always a, a mental um, student of the game. He had talent, believe me. Probably one, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the best. So, so I, I list all of these as examples of people who, who focused on the mental aspects of their game. So, so let me tell you, so how does hypnosis work for sports performance? Because again, at a lot of our episodes, we've talked about things people want to stop. They want to stop smoking. They want to stop overeating. Mm-hmm. They want to stop being anxious. They, they want to get over a phobia or a fear of something. But, but in this, we're taking something and, and actually moving it in the positive realm, saying we're not, we're not taking anything away. We're going to add to you. Mm. We're going to give you something. Got it. So mental imagery is really one of the biggest tools for athletes to improve. And, and, and I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to read just a slight description so you can kind of get the, 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 the idea of this. It's the process by which we create or recreate experiences in the mind using information stored in our memory. You engage in imagery every time you have a dream, but as we talked about a couple episodes ago when we talked about dreams, this is an unstructured form of imagery. 
Structured imagery is aided by vivid imagination, and the more control athletes have over their imagination, the more they're able to control their performances. So there are ways that you can engage this mental imagery, this this imagination to help you. Whether you're a you know whether you're a professional athlete playing in a in a major sport right now, or whether you're a weekend golfer, these things can help you. Um. So there are ways to do it. There are different ways to to imagine or or to train your memory. So one of these is known as kinesthesis. It's a, it's it's and I won't get into the whole scientific description of this. Uh it's the same in, in the same vein as kinesthetics, that whole area. They feel it internally. They picture in their mind if, if they're, as if they're in themselves doing the thing that they're doing. So let's use golf, for example, because I'm going to end on a golf thing here. They, they visualize in their mind through their eyes, standing at the tee, seeing the ball, swinging the club, seeing the ball going exactly where they want it to go. Now, as your mind thinks of these things, and we mentioned this before, you're actually activating muscles that you use doing that actual event, doing that actual practice. So if you imagine yourself swinging a golf club and hitting a ball, you're activating mind to muscle connections for those muscles. Right. So really it's almost like you're practicing physically without practicing. You're doing it mentally, but it's still activating those muscles that you would use. <laughs> Another one that people use is um external imagery. Seeing yourself from a distance like you're watching yourself. So, for example, for golf, you may picture yourself standing in front of you like they would show on television mm-hmm. and taking your swing and seeing it from an external point of view. So, so there, there are two different ways to do it. And, and really, it depends on somebody's response and, and kind of what their um, – I, I, I get maybe what their preference is. And, and honestly, when I work with athletes, I usually start internally with that internal imagery, mm-hmm. seeing yourself doing it, you know, uh, imagining you doing that same thing. So, but, but either way is going to be effective. In fact, I, a lot of times I'll do both, you know, I'll, I'll be like, you know, imagine yourself for figure skaters. I'll, I'll say, okay, I want you to sit with me and I want you for the next three minutes. I want you to, in your mind, imagine yourself going through your whole routine perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I want you to feel it. I want you to see it inside your head. And I want you to imagine that it's happening exactly as you want it to every move done perfectly. And as we get that imagery and we repeat that over and over again, that's what locks it into your subconscious. And mm-hmm. we talk about, again, all the time on this, on this channel or on this show about subconscious mind. That, that's where everything is stored. That's where all of your habits are stored. So when you train it to do these positive things, to react positively, to do something the same way every time, once you get that locked in, it becomes automatic. And that enables you to get in the zone, mm-hmm. which is what we talked about earlier. Yeah. So the best way to tap into your subconscious, of course, is hypnosis. Hello. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> so there, there are there, there are ways. I mean, I'm not saying you need hypnosis per se, but but again, we talked we've talked in the past about meditation, um, uh, guided imagery, mm-hmm. uh, relaxation techniques. All of these go into hypnosis. All of these are part of the structure of hypnosis. So you could use all of those things individually and still have good success. But what we want to do is we want to get everything. We want to use all of those things at the same time. Mm. 
and change that underlying subconscious pattern, that underlying subconscious confidence. And again, it would be nice, especially for people. Now I know, again, weekend golfers, there's, there might be some pressure if you're playing with a couple of buddies and there's some bets or whatever. And because I know golf can be the most frustrating game in the world. (laughs) I I mean, I understand why people break their clubs. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, after after two beers or two bloody marys, after the first two three holes, right. eh, whatever. <laughs> right, right. And and it's and again, it's if you're doing it for fun, that's great. Because I believe me, I hack around a few times a summer. I I don't golf very much, me and I, I don't expect to do well. So, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just pick up my ball and say, okay, well, we can go to the next hole. <laughs> oh, I, I don't care at that point. How did it get in the middle of the fairway? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so golf is a big thing, and and whatever sport that you're participating in, and and actually, I'd like to if if you're out there and you you are an athlete, even if it's on the amateur level, even if you're you know an, an avid golfer, hypnosis can definitely help you. I, I it's something where you can can change that mental game to give you the advantage. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I have a golf performance MP3 that I just did maybe, I'm going to say I did it a couple of seasons ago. It was probably two years this past spring. Mm. Um, I ended up getting actually, um, um, we were long story short, we were going to do a story for channel seven. I talked to Justin Rose, their sports guy there. Yeah. And I actually went into studio, did a Facebook Live with them, and there was going to be some follow-up after the season, but we kind of missed – we kind of tried to communicate back and forth, and it just never hooked up and materialized. But but they were going to practice – they were going to use this program all summer. Oh. And then come back to me, and we were going to show results. Okay. Hopefully. What? Hopefully results. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. results. And maybe that's why they didn't call back. <laughs> and, and I know typically what happens, and this is certainly possible. I'm not saying – you know. Maybe they started with it and they just didn't follow through and they just thought, I, you know. To go back a couple episodes when it comes to hypnosis, mm-hmm. you have to want to do it. Yes. You have to, you have, to have that need and that desire for Absolutely. it to work. Yes. So. But, if, but if you're, again, an avid or professional golfer or even a professional athlete out there and you're listening and you want help, I mean, gosh, we know. I, I mean, I've been a sports fan since I was a kid. And, and you see examples of people who just – I'll talk about baseball quickly – when guys get into a slump and they're in like an O for 30 slump and they feel like they're never going to get a hit again. Right. They, of course they have the ability. They've, they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. It's the mental part that's out of whack. Right. And, and once you get into that mental spiral, that really can affect your game. So, mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for my hypnosis for golf performance program. It's an MP3. It's right around a half hour, a little less than a half hour. Uh, but look for that because I, I'd like listeners to, to get a hold of that, purchase it, try it out, and let me know if that helps you. And, and I, I, I shouldn't say guarantee. I never want to guarantee anything. But, but if you listen to this and, and you commit to it, I, I, you're going to do better. It's, it's, just, it's just a matter of changing that thinking, getting that pattern down, and, and making it, making it a, a habit. Habits will change everything. So that's it, guys. So, yeah, look for that link in the show notes to get that Hypnosis for Golf Confidence. We will see you next time where we will be talking about, again, another hypnosis episode since this is a hypnosis podcast. Really? We're going to talk about hypnosis for chronic pain. Oh, I see. This is one that I would definitely uh, pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we'll be back next time with hypnosis for chronic pain. In the meantime... 
Change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I'll see you next time.